What's up and welcome to the Beyond Sundays podcast. I'm the host, Brett Stewart, and back again with me is Jake Mills and Jeffrey Turner. Gentlemen, how are you? So great. great. It's good to be with you today. Yeah, I'm great. I'm excited. This is this one's less I was we were talking about it before we started recording. Like, this one's a little bit less heavy than the last one. So Yeah. So we are in week three of our hard questions series. So if you haven't watched or been part of that, hit the pause button and I encourage you go to YouTube, subscribe to our channel, Beltway Park Church, and click on that playlist hard questions and just go along with this journey. Uh, that we're in of of asking these difficult questions within the church, within the Christian faith. And, you know, David has spoke to it multiple times in a sermon. We've covered it on the podcast, but it's a great thing to ask Mm -hmm. these questions. We shouldn't be afraid of asking them. We shouldn't be afraid that it means that we're doubting our faith, but rather we're digging deeper and we're solidifying what we actually believe. Yeah, I also wanted to just say, like, in my life group, my community group, it's been good conversation the last couple of weeks as we've yeah. talked about what the hard question is, and then also sent them to po- the podcast they hadn't listened before, and they loved the just the the better understanding, the deeper dive. So if yeah. you're in a small group or you're a leader of a small group, yeah, you know, send that out, share and, this podcast, yeah, with people. Even if you're not a life group leader or in a small group leader or in a small group. Send it out to people. Yeah. Uh, send it out to anyone you know that is on some kind of faith journey. I think yeah. this is a great this is a great thing for all of us to go through together, and we shouldn't be afraid of of asking the hard questions and not be afraid of maybe not having the perfect answer or having everything like so well explained. Yeah, and I think like uh, all of you know Christian faith is is better done in community, right? But I think. Yeah. This specifically is really important that we get into yeah. a discussion rather than just like in our own heads. So yeah. I yeah. think it's important. I will say too, Brett said this, but if you haven't listened or watched the sermon from this weekend, so yeah. the one about freedom, I would encourage you to not listen to this Don't podcast. Don't Because we're going to leave big gaps. Like I, our goal in this is not to just right. read we're not gonna sermon to you David's and give you sermon. a complete summary. More, we're just going to talk about stuff that stuck out to us or stuff that maybe made us think or uh, things like that. So we're we're not going to rehash the sermon. So if you haven't watched it, listen to it, go do that. Yeah, and go back and listen to it, back watch it. And then resume this podcast. I so love, I love freedom. Like I, I mean, that sound real American. I love freedom. I love freedom. Like that, I like the topic of it because I think that in the church we've seen like the extremes. Like we've seen you see segments of the church even, and David kind of hit it like right at the beginning. But talking about in the pandemic, we've had the like the mm-hmm. the extremes of freedom on both sides, and I think that talking about like what role does the church play in freedom and even our understanding of freedom and that's like the collective we're free as if you're in America, as an American, you we have freedoms. Mm-hmm. But more like just even the very idea of freedom and and what does it actually mean as we live our day in, day out life. So And that, it's a yeah. it's an interesting question because this question that we're wrestling with is 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 Christianity too strict or restrictive? Yeah. And it's it's interesting because we're all about freedom. Like Christianity Christ-centered, you know, biblical Christianity. It's, it's all about, about being freedom. set free. It's not about <laughs> being strict. Yeah. So it's just, it just shows. But then I think, I think we see like the way it's been walked out, and this is what we were talking about yep. kind of before. Yeah. And David hits on yeah. there. It's like, like my parents' background, church background, is like, like uber charismatic. So like super, super charismatic. Um, and they growing up like had a ton of restrictions. Although ironically, and 
and this David kind of hits this, but like the restrictions are almost always on the girls' side, not the guys' side. Yeah. So like guys just get to be guys. So like they would go swimming, and like guys could swim, you know, like a bathing suit and no shirt. But my mom learned to water ski in culottes, which if you don't know what culottes is, I you have can, no idea what culottes. You can are. Google it because it's a very safe. How image. would you even? It's a, it's a very culottes? safe. Image. Well, I don't know. That's why I was just going to say. K O O. As you keep talking, I'm going to search culottes. You can Google it because I promise you, it's safe for you to Google because it is a long dress skirt thing. I mean, it's. C-U-L-O-T-T-E-S. Oh an item of clothing worn on the lower half of the body. The term can either refer to refer it's, to split skirts. It's basically skirt pants. Skirt pants. Skirt, like like MC Hammer pants? <laughs> uh, I mean, closer. That may <laughs> be a, a good understanding. No, MC Hammer pants were like joggers with a little more like... Oh, we're not getting into fashion. Parachute. All I'm saying is, <laughs> is, is to them. Let's my, stay on culottes for a moment. <laughs> this is way... We are three people who should not be just uh, diving into fashion. But, Speak for yourself. But, uh, a barista the other day told me she liked my style. So did she? I feel like I'm she was good. just trying to get a bigger tip. Uh, but the uh, she learned to water ski in those because like That's she crazy. grew up, she couldn't wear makeup. She couldn't... like <clears throat> Most of them, you know, they didn't cut their hair. They didn't wear jewelry at all. And so like that is, you've seen the church over time have these like deep, deep restrictions that, that has been placed on people and some denominations heavier than others. Yeah. And so I think that people, especially on the outside, because I think this sermon as much as like anything is speaking to people who maybe are even outside the church looking in and going, well, oh, yeah. why would I want any bit of what you have? Right. Because what you have seems miserable. Or people who grew up like your mom. And ran from it. You yeah, know, your mom ended up in freedom, but yeah, like people run from that, and you know, it don't they don't want anything, and they're looking at it like that's way too way too strict. Yeah, so. yeah. So we as Christians and some churches, some denominations have made rules that God never made or never gave to people, and it it reminds me of the Pharisees when you read the New Testament, like they have all of these thoughts or these ideas because at the heart of it they're they're trying to walk out righteousness but then they just like completely miss it and then so much of the focused focus becomes on like what you can and can't do rather than the freedom what you just said earlier Jake of like our entire faith journey like the hope like the apex of the Christian faith is freedom. Freedom, yeah. But sometimes we get so focused on what we should be doing or what we have to do or what we're afraid of, we don't want to align with it, so let's create all these rules and follow this out of fear of ever looking like or getting close to that. And, and it, it creates Footloose, right? Yes. Because, I mean, Footloose is a story about... <laughs> I can't believe you brought up Footloose. I wish this was on video, because the eye contact I was giving Jake was like, what? I am so happy. I never... I mean, we are... We're talking like about fashion. We've talked about fashion. This about Footloose. Because you were talking about your eye, I was thinking, like, yeah. you, know, you said denominations and churches made these rules, and, like, dancing, you know, is one of those, like, at least my parents' generation... Um, in the churches they were in, you know, you couldn't dance because that's how babies are made, you know? So yeah. you couldn't do that. That's so another podcast for another day. That's another, because we don't want to answer that question. But no, but you're talking about the Pharisees and the way I've always heard it explained and the way I've, you know, explained it is this idea that, you know, as a dad, God says, hey, I, I created this yard for you. Go have fun. Like, go play. Like, go enjoy. the. I, I want your joy. But don't go past the fence because there's there's danger over there. No, don't go out in the street because cars are there and cars are the enemy of toddlers. So don't do that, you know. And so 
he wants us to have joy. Huge yard. It's awesome. But what we do is we go, ah, man, I don't want to get too close to the fence. So I'm going to build another fence on the inside of that fence. And then somebody else comes, the next generation goes, man, that fence is kind of like, so I build it in and higher and I can't even see the second or first fence. And it just keeps going, keeps going until it becomes a jail, you know, a cage for us to live in. And that, that was the Pharisees, right? Adding laws to God's good law. So are there commands and things that God gives us to say, hey, don't do that? And expectations. And expectations, absolutely. Yeah. But like David was talking about, they're for our good. Yeah. It's a good father saying, I've created joy for you. I've created this for you. Run after it. And this is going to hurt if you go this way. Right. And so don't do this, but do that. Right. You know? And then we create these other laws. Yeah, this, this flesh nature that we're in keeps us from the best that God designed us to have and to walk in. And we have violated that because of sin. And that continues to affect our day-to-day choices and lives. And so like even looking at the Ten Commandments, I mean, there's, you know, what is it, 617 commandments in the Old Testament? Yes. <laughs> Jake. Anyways. Um, but Something I think like about that. I Six think eleven. About, 611. I'm gonna Google check that. You <laughs> Google me. Like, you're you're Googling like crazy. You're like Googling like crazy. It's Google, a podcast. We don't you need Google to Google. Hey, don't me. get distracted. What were you saying? Yeah. Anyway, so I look I at the ten. I look at the Ten Commandments, and you know, some people see that the Ten Commandments in themselves is like, oh, these like obligations, these rules that's so restricting. But it's one of those when you align with these boundaries, maybe like the fence. When you align with these expectations, there's actually freedom and life, and abundance of life, and there's not the harm that you're going to endure because of it. And so, I don't know, and I'm, I'm still, I'm going to Google and right And kind of how David delineates it in this, in this sermon is, he says that, like, we create these laws, but that is not, like, what God has for us. That is us kind of leaning into the religion that is often, it's so easy uh, honestly, because we enjoy, most people enjoy really black and white expectations. Yeah. And so when we read the scripture, you can look at all the laws and you can go, well, I can, I need to do this, and 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 then I've earned God's love. So as long as I've just done, and the truth is, we can never do that. And so we will always fail in that at some level. And and if we try to make it about all that I can do to earn God's love in the name of religion, then yes, Christianity is going to seem unbelievably restrictive because you right. can do nothing. You you, can, yeah, you've missed the point already. Yeah, you've missed the big point of Jesus coming and being yeah. on this earth and going to the cross and rising from the dead. I mean, we you missed it. We missed it. It's yeah. ironic in a sense that, you know, we, we create these things, these hurdles to jump through, or hur- hoops to jump through, hurdles to jump over that we, we think, because we think it's going to be easier. Like I can't, I can't accept a free gift, you know, from God. I must have to do something, and so our linear brains and our natural brains, we think, okay, this must be what I have to do to, like Jeffrey said, earn God's favor and earn God's love, and, and we think it's going to be easier. I'm going to do that, and then it's like, okay, now I understand it. But in in actuality, it makes it harder. It makes it difficult. We can't, we can't do that. There's yeah. no way. It's just a weird, like ironic thing that we start to create, you know, our own prison. And, and then, you know, people look, like you said, from the outside and they go, I don't want that. Like I, you seem joyless, passionless. You sound like, why would I want that? You said that, yeah, this is, this is what you were created for, that this is what living is. You look miserable. 
yeah, counting what? your counting your steps on a given day of the week, and like doing all the different laws that you could do to try to try to appease yeah. a God that you feel like needs to be appeased. Right. And the truth is, is and it, you still can't do that it. That reminds no. me of the you know Jesus says you know Sabbath was made for man, not man for the yeah. Sabbath. You know, we start to think that we were made for the law, like the law right. is this cosmic thing, and then we were created and fit into the law. That's not the way it works. It, right. We were created, the law then created. God created the law for yeah. us, and it, yeah. we get that mixed up. The Pharisees and, got it mixed up, we get it mixed up. And his reason for creating it was good, and we missed that, because it's either been, like you said, Jeff, like turned into a message of, you have to do these things in order to receive God's love, and if like if that's our starting point, we've already missed it. Yeah. like We've missed it entirely. Um, but his intention of doing it is good so that we could experience everything he has for us. I mean, even, you know, we've talked about the Garden of Eden a little bit, just with sin entering into the world. I mean, it's, it's, there was a rule. Hey, don't eat from this. If you do, you're going to die. And that, I mean, that was the original temptation of like, well, there's these boundaries. And, but I mean, is God like holding out on us? Is he restricting us from something? And in fact, God was protecting and trying to align them so that they could experience every bit of what he had. And so, yeah, and I mean, David said it like this in his sermon. He said, freedom is the, the power to live as God designed, and living as we were designed is what brings satisfaction and joy in life. And I think Sabbath, Jake, you brought up, I think you brought up Sabbath yep. and the mm-hmm. idea of Sabbath, because as as Christians, especially like as Americans, you feel this need to always be doing something and always have to be accomplishing Working something. And like just, right. So we blow through Sabbath, and I will never forget, I was sitting at a dinner one time with David and... Uh, and this couple, and they're talking about Sabbath and this idea of Sabbath. And it's been a big deal in our church. It's been a big deal on our staff for the last few years. We've talked about it a lot. We've we, David did a sermon series on it a couple of years ago, and um, and we've talked about it as a staff and the importance of Sabbath. And David looked at this couple, and he goes, listen, you, you have a choice. You can either walk under the blessing or you can walk under the curse. You mm-hmm. can choose whether to go, walk under Sabbath or not. So if you want to walk under God's blessing, it comes in doing what he says in the Sabbath. You want to walk under mm-hmm. the curse of not walking in God's blessing, then you cannot do the Sabbath. It's just, at that point, it's up to you. You have the freedom to choose what avenue I want. God yeah. designed us with a need for a Sabbath, obviously, for a reason. And so if we want the blessing that comes from doing living life the way that we were designed, we've got to stay in the... The yard that God built for us, and not mm-hmm. the one that that it's easy for us to build for ourselves. Yeah, and David's hinted at uh, a few of of the quotes from Timothy Keller in the Reason for God. If you haven't read that, uh, buy it on Amazon. Go read through it; it's a good book. Uh, but in there, one of the quotes that he used in the sermon was that freedom is not so much the absence of restrictions as it is finding the right one, the liberating restrictions. Which is upside down, feels upside down. I need a restriction in order to be free. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, I need a I need a law in order to be free. But it's true. And if we can if we can approach it humbly, you know, and, and from a place where we say, if I'm left to my own devices, I just end up in a mess, right? Like if I I'm broken, I'm you know, from birth broken, I'm gonna set this thing up and I'm gonna fail if it's on me. Right? Yeah. And if we can start there, Mm -hmm. then we know that, you know, and we see Jesus is coming in and rescuing us. You know, we're a rat stuck in a maze, and he takes the walls out, and he rescues us. You know, now we're going, 
whatever you think I should do, Jesus, <laughs> like whatever, whatever quote unquote restriction, it's not a restriction now. Now yeah. it's a, an act of love yeah. because we trust him because he rescued us. And we're not p- too prideful in saying, let me do what I want. And, and so f- the freedom that, so freedom, like as defined as I choose whatever I want and do whatever I want yeah, that, is not the freedom no. that we're talking about. Right. And, but we've, we've, in our culture, have almost defined freedom for an individual to choose whatever they believe is best or whatever they want to do. That's honestly just like straight up lawlessness. Like that, and I, I think we're seeing glimpses and pieces of like what comes from people deciding and choosing and acting mm-hmm. in such a way. So, yeah, like when we talk about laws and freedom, they actually go hand in hand. Which and is, everyone everyone would agree that society is better with laws and expectations, right? No one would look at society and go, you you know, I can't say no one. Most people would not look at society <laughs> yeah. and go, you know what would be so much better is if we had no speed limits and no road rules. Because you know what? that They have that in parts of the world, and I've been there, and it's, it's insane. Not great. It's, yeah. not great. it's not great. It's scary. It's, it's slow. It is people die. Yeah, people a lot. die. It's not it's not a fun experience. It is a stressful experience. And that is what happens. And that's just one example of thousands we could give of we universally will agree that life is better in lived in certain parameters. And as mm-hmm. followers yeah. of Jesus, we believe that God created and designed each of us like with this intentional purpose. Then why does it not make sense that that the freedom freedom is only truly walked out when walking out the purpose and design that he has for our life and then within that then you do have the joy of it yeah. like driving on the interstate is so easy i mean it's a, even even in even in abilene where sometimes it can get a little bit of a mess on the north side mm-hmm. of town like it's still yeah. so much easier than driving in kenya yeah. where it, oh there are no rules and there might be seven people on a motorcycle and then there might be a <laughs> semi and it's like it's just it's yeah. it's stressful it's chaotic it is. and the freedom of the restrictions of the highway that we have here yeah. is a great example of the freedom of uh I mean I guess I pat myself on the back for that example just then but and, uh, yeah <laughs> good good job but also but, that what I was thinking when you said you know that that uh there's a purpose behind it that you know that purpose through relationship, you know. This, yeah, that's a good point. Let's go on this. Like, yeah, so I, I want to wrap. Like, I, I was just, I was just thinking, more. like, how do you know that the law is good? It's because you know the lawgiver is good. Yeah. And how do you know the lawgiver is good? You know that because you know him. You're, you have a relationship with him. So, I think, you know, laws or restrictions apart from relationship create bondage. Yeah. And so, like, you know, but but the same laws within a relationship, knowing that the lawgiver is good and, and has my good, you know, in his mind, that they that creates freedom yeah. and joy, right? Yeah. I mean it could be the same exact law. Yeah. But because you know the lawgiver is good, you're like, okay, yeah, this makes sense. And somebody else goes, Man, you can't do that, you know, whatever. And you're like, hey, this is better. You know, it's better for me. But they don't get it because they don't have a relationship. And when you when you when you try to just go down laws and religion and whatever, and you, you forsake relationship with God, you know, you, it becomes empty ritual and empty religion, and it creates creates bondage. And that's probably where that is, you know, where a lot of people are and where, you know, we have been in, in history as a church, yeah. as the church. Yeah. I'm wondering, what, are there any restrictions that come to your mind that you, I know we talked a little bit, or you, Jeff, you talked about like your mom wearing the 
what are they called? Coolots. Coolots. I already forgot. I, I, I wanted to say coolers. I don't yeah. know. I very rarely can we tell somebody you can Google this and be fine. That's actually one of those things. I know. But Go- so Google we, we heard so that. I'm excited that I learned about coolots. You're welcome. Yeah, we heard that. But what are some things that maybe we've experienced on our own that we've either heard applied to the church or Christianity or that we believe, you know, growing up? Is there anything that comes to mind? Because there might be several people listening that... Maybe they've been in church for a while, but they wrestle with that idea of like, man, I just feel really trapped. I don't actually feel free, and maybe there's something that we can speak to that... I think I think we get, need to be careful um, just because where the issue is, is that when God speaks to you personally and puts a restriction on your life because he knows you individually, mm-hmm. you make that normative to everyone's life. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So when God tells me not to do something, that doesn't mean he's telling Brett and Jeffrey not to do it. Yeah. Now there are some things that we shouldn't do, like murder, right? Sure. But yeah. that would but be on the we, list. That's yes. on the Correct. list. You All know, three of us agree you should not do you that. You shouldn't murder. And so there's, you know, there's things for sure, commands, clear commands. Anything that's clearly Jesus said it, you know, there's a command in the Bible, whatever, that you're not supposed to do this. You, okay, that's everybody. But outside of that, <laughs> you you, you know, what God tells me, God may say, God may draw that line back for me because he knows I have an issue with that, yeah. and greater freedom is going to be found. Yeah. But the issue is when going, you look at me and you say, hey, yeah. this, which is not clearly outlined in Scripture. So we would agree the things that are clearly outlined in Scripture are things that, you know, expectations that we need to follow for, for our good. Normative, yeah. yeah. But there are things that that the Lord has best for you because of your design, mm-hmm. and therefore, mm-hmm. that's great. And where we've gotten in trouble as the church is going, well, then, if it's better for me, then it must be better for everyone else, yeah. which is not the case. And yeah. then judgment well, happens. Yeah. yeah. And even to, so, you know, David talked about a lot of examples at the beginning of his sermon, but one of those was alcohol. Yeah. Of like, hey, you can't drink alcohol. The Bible, like, prohibits it. No, it it doesn't. It speaks against drunkenness, right. yeah. but not against drinking. And but to go along with the example, if you have a history of alcoholism and you're following the Lord, the Lord's probably gonna lead you into maybe some more what we would say restrictive boundaries concerning that because it's been a problem or a hindrance in your life. Yeah. And it's a good thing for you to to limit yourself in that area. But then to apply that to someone who doesn't have a history of any kind of alcohol or substance abuse, yeah. it then you can't make that a law for the other person. Because personally, I've had some of my deepest, best conversations about life and faith over like a small glass of wine with someone. And like that provided an opportunity that otherwise I probably wouldn't have had with that person. And so... I don't know. That was just an example I, I was thinking about. Yeah, I was thinking of that example too, and I I just wanted to make sure we understand that somebody somebody may not need to drink because yeah. you yeah. know God may tell them that, or it's just unwise. You know, use some wisdom if yeah. you're struggling with it or whatever. But I was a part of a group. Uh, just an example. I was part of a group that you know they they had this kind of uh, policy or law or rule that that if you were a pastor with them that you could not if you're licensed you could not drink alcohol at all. It was, 
is it abstinence? No, that's not it. It was, I'm not going to drink <laughs> at all. That, something, anyways. And, <laughs> I mean, it's technically abstinence, abstinence from, from alcohol, alcohol. But that's not the right word. Yeah, but anyways, I'm not sure that's they, how that word's <laughs> ever been used. But anyways, <laughs> culotte. Uh, but <laughs> we, so, but here's the thing. We were talking about this before we started the podcast, just that, you know, if we get together, if us three get together and we go, hey, listen, we're going to form a group and we're going to do this thing together. And here are some things that we're not going to do. Yeah. That'd be fine. Yeah. We, we could agree. We could say, hey, we decided not to do this. You know, we're not going to drive. We, we're, we're deciding not to drive 75 on the highway. We're going to drive 65. The law is 75. Yeah. Who cares? Right. But, um, you know, that that's fine. But when we start to say that the Bible says yeah. you can't do this. So if you want to get a group together and say, let's not drink. That's fine. Yeah. But when you start to say the Bible says, that's where I had an issue. And that this, this group had, you know, went down the road of the Bible says it. And, and so there's difference. I'm okay with not with a restriction if it's right. needed, but it just can't, we just can't apply it to the Bible. And that's where people from the outside look in and go, what are you talking about? You know, why, why are you? And then you end yeah. up in that cage. Even within, even within the church, like you asked kind of what are some examples? I thought like spiritual gifts are a good example of yeah. restrictions that have been. For on both sides of the aisle that we've said, like, some some people would say that you are not a Christian. You've never been filled with the Holy Spirit if you don't speak, you don't in, speak tongues. in tongues. Okay? So that would be some. Some people would say that the gift ceased with the apostles, all under the heading of Christianity, and yet we are all putting these restrictions in place, and we're saying this is what it means for everyone. And what the Bible says, just eagerly desire gifts. And actually, when the thing I always make makes me laugh about the you must speak in tongues to... Mm-hmm. is like that part says, but desire prophecy, because prophecy yeah. is for the edification of the church. And, yeah. and I, I, think, I think spiritual gifts are awesome. I think they're available to all the believers, but to yeah. paint any specific thing yeah. like that... Is often yeah. just and especially a, tongues when it's like, hey, if there's one to pursue prophecy, yeah. like they highlight that. And we're gonna hit. Are we and gonna I think, hit uh, spiritual gifts? I think this spring. Yeah. Yes. Sometimes yep. we are. Okay. Good. I, and so I said like that. I, not was a, confident. There was a question mark on the teleprompter. Yeah. That I was pray. An uh, I pray in tongues every day. You know, and I I believe in the idea of of speaking in tongues and praying in tongues. Um, and, and the Apostle Paul in that same verse says, I speak in tongues more yep. than you all. Yeah. Um, but good old Paul desire, being Paul. Yeah, yeah, desire uh, <laughs> uh, prophecy instead. So so I think uh, it, it, the issue is just drawing a line where there's no line. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, That's you the know? issue. And I, I think tongues are great. Speaking yeah. in tongues, yeah. but I think it's powerful. I think there's a there's nothing like that connection between you and the Father. Like, it is very, very different. Right. But, but when the rule becomes. We In just order to, to be a rules. Holy Spirit filled believer, you have to speak, or you have to blank, in whatever or it is. Blank. You, have to, yeah. blank. you the, have to prophesy. You have to whatever. And the irony not, within yeah. the church is that we would say that we desire freedom, and then draw lines at every opportunity. Right. And we I, restrict it is ourselves. The funniest thing yeah. to me that the church, when we have a freedom giving God, we try, and so it's why you have a thousand denominations because. Yeah. We just love to draw lines from a freedom offering savior. Yeah. yeah. And and there are good, good, just to circle back a little bit, there are really, really good restrictions and good things. Yeah. This and is not, God's law, God's law, you know, David, King David said that God's law is like honey on his lips. Yeah. And so it's 
it's like a good thing. We just have to make sure that it's God's law, you know, to add yeah. back to the Pharisee example, you know, to add to the laws, 611 laws, whatever. 613. 613. Yeah. We, 613. we were both wrong. Um, you, you know, you, you, you cause problems and, yeah. but God's law is so good, you know, yeah. and he's, he's got this way he set up the, the world to work and you to work and he's trying to get you in line with it. And it's so good. So, you know, law is not bad. Yeah. It's just extra, whatever, drawing lines, whatever. Yeah. That's the problem. But even going back to the example Jeff used about the, the traffic thing, like parts of the world where there is no law on the roads. And I was just like thinking of the ripple effect of that. Not only is there congestion on the roads, not only are people getting hurt, injured, and killed more likely in those areas, there's also, it's really difficult to get to your job. And if it's really difficult to get to your job and you're being paid by the hour, you're not being paid as much as you possibly could for the work that you could be doing. Mm -hmm. And now that's affecting your family's ability to eat. And like, just and if this, your child chokes on that food, you can't get an ambulance. I mean, there's like the ripple, ripple effects effect. of a life without law. We need it. And we, we, and we would all agree with that with almost everything. Yeah except faith. Relative, yeah, this idea of relative truth, like I do what I do, you do what you do, it works until somebody... Does murder, what I don't want them to do. Yeah, and right. murders your son or something. Yeah. You know, then yeah. it's like, wait a second, actually you don't have the freedom to do whatever you want. Yeah. There are some laws. And when you start to say, which laws, you know? So, I mean, it's, you can't, lawlessness is And that's silly. the beauty of a life spent walking in the, um, I mean, like... The umbrella of being a Christian is, is I'm walking in the things that I was designed to do, the things that God made for me and you, and we will only fully experience the life and the joy that we can have when we walk under the laws and expectations that God has. So if I, going back to Sabbath, which we've talked about, because it's an easy example, I have had seasons in my faith journey that I have Sabbathed really poorly. And you know what? I did not receive the full freedom and blessing and joy. I was tired, mm -hmm. and I got weary both physically, and, but even less physically. I was weary spiritually, and I was weary in leadership, and I was weary in preaching. Like you just felt weary about mm -hmm. everything maybe because in your here was this and how you parent yeah. again the ripple effect. So that so then in parenting my kids, I might be harsher in dealing with my wife. I might not treat her the way that I need to treat her, and and all. Tied, not God punishing me for not following his law. And I think that's where, when we think God is just trying to thump us on our collective yeah. heads because we're too dumb to listen to him, it's not that. For me, it was, I. he set this principle for us to follow, and by not following it, I personally was stealing the the life that God has for me because I didn't want to follow the expectation and the law and the restriction that God had put in place. Yeah. And it's it's easy and there's a ton of examples of that in scripture and it's not God just going oh, you idiot. It's I designed something better for you. Mm -hmm. and, and I and want he's you God. to have you brought it. This, you yeah. said this at the beginning, Jake, is he's Father, Abba. He knows. Even we, the smartest of, uh, of us, which is definitely Me. not in this room, so somebody <laughs> else in this room, but the, the smartest of us, their, their most wise moment they will ever have pales infinitely to the wisdom that God has in mm -hmm. his little pinky toe. Like, he knows all, he sees all, he's in control of all. Yeah. And so where we might be confused as to why, what is this good for me? He's like, I, 
I got your I'm I'm Abba. Like yeah. I want what's best for yeah, you. I want this for you. I, I even think about in uh John fifteen where Jesus is talking about I am the vine and you are the branch and the the, the command, the invitation is abide in me as I abide in you, and in doing so, there is going to be fruit that is produced from you. Like, there's going to be growth, there's going to be fruit, there's going to be life. And so it is not a restricting thing at all. It's like God's invitation is, hey, align with me, because when you find yourself in a place aligned with me, abiding in me, life and freedom and mm-hmm. blessing and fruit flow from it. And that's what God wants for us. Mm-hmm. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. You know, come, you're weary and heavy laden. Why? Because you're carrying stuff you're not supposed to be carrying. Yeah. Come let go of some of that and carry just what I've got you carrying, which really is nothing because the Holy Spirit's going to carry it for yeah. you. And, and really uh, the whole thing is about dependence, dependence on the Holy Spirit. And then, then, then you'll be, you know, yoke is easy, burden is light. You'll be Refreshed in your soul, Jesus says. So, so like to summarize the question: Is Christianity too restrictive or too strict? No, but is Christianity restrictive and at times strict? Yes, yes. but not not for no reason. Not yeah. because God just decided He wanted it to be this way because He's God and He can. And for which, you to have less. For the record, He could have done, could then, but have. He didn't do. He doesn't do with us. It is, yes, Christianity has a level of expectation and restriction and strictness to it at times, but because God knows the things that will actually lead us to the abundant life that mm-hmm. Jesus came to give mm-hmm. us, not the things that we'll often settle for if we just are left in a life without law. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. I think that's good. We'll wrap it up with that. Again, like Jeff said in the beginning, by no means do we cover this topic fully and we didn't you know uh, if you didn't listen to the sermon or watch the sermon go back watch it uh, and even interact with us if you have questions if you have thoughts like message us on on social media or, or send us an email we'd love to continue the dialogue and like walk together in this journey of solidifying our faith and finding god's best for yeah. us as we explore these difficult questions so mm-hmm. Guys, thank you. Hey, everyone, we hope you have a great week. Be blessed. And remember, God is moving in your life beyond Sundays.